Welcome to episode 67. Do you want to fix your body? Like all of the parts, not just reduce your stomach size, but improve your brain function, work with a clear head each day, improve your emotional stability, even have a greater quality of sleep and wake up feeling full of energy. What about reducing your risk of chronic disease? You see, intermittent fasting is a lot more than just the latest thing to trend online. The benefits go far beyond just dropping a few kilos to look good at the next social event. And on this episode, I deep dive on those benefits, which truthfully, we all need to engage with a little more. So you ready? Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to Hanging Out with me here on the podcast. It is my mission to personally coach 150 individuals to create the healthy, sustainable life that they truly want by the end of December 2020. Now, I'm excited about today's show because this is one of my favorite topics intermittent fasting. Before I dive in, I just want to say too that I would love for you to stick around until the end because I have an exclusive offer for you that ends in just a few weeks. So, stick around for that. You won't want to miss out. Now, I've been reading about intermittent fasting and experimenting with it and other forms of fasting for a couple of years now. And fortunately, being a scientist, this allows me to be able to digest the information quite easily. And I use the podcast in a way that allows me to say, regurgitate sort of the scientific jargon in a way that makes sense to you so that you can understand things that then gives you the confidence and understanding to execute on making healthy changes in your own personal life. For me, working in a cancer hospital for years is one of the major reasons that I started my coaching and consulting business in this space of you know health and nutrition and human optimization. I once was a person myself, believe it or not, <laughs> I just ate terrible food all the time. Very high processed cheap carbs and drank loads of beer all the time. And when I say cheap carbs, I'm talking you know, the cheapest rice, the cheapest white bread, and the cheapest pasta. I lived on that for a long time. Probably too many years. You know, that uni student life or that bachelor life. (laughs) And I lived like that far beyond either of those things existed in my life. (laughs) But once I really started to understand what we put in our body and how it affects the health outcomes that we experience after having some negative health outcomes related to my diet myself, and obviously, you know, this sounds really obvious now, but it's simply something we're not taught in university that, you know, that what we eat affects our health outcomes. But once I really understood this, the big epiphany for me was when I was sitting in a morbidity and mortality meeting, which I'm a part of each Monday, and the presenting doctor was discussing the patient that had passed away and it just finally hit me. After being in these meetings every Monday for months and months and months, the penny dropped. No one ever talked about what caused the cancer. What was the causation? No one talked about their diet or their lifestyle or their behaviors or their stress or anything that led to this outcome. The World Health Organization even says on their cancer page, diet and lifestyle are two of the major causes of cancer. 
but no one ever talked about it. And this led me to my next epiphany, which was the vast majority of patients, they come from the toxic environment at home or in their lives that cause the cancer. And when I say toxic environment at home, I don't just mean, you know, breathing in some uh, dishwashing chemicals. I mean, you know, high stress environments, poor relationships, terrible belief systems, horrible diets, you know, all of these things factor into the toxic environment at home, the inability to detox, you know, not uh, taking pharmaceuticals or antibiotics for long periods of time. You know, all of these things is what I mean when I say the toxic environment at home. So, they go from the toxic environment at home and then get their cancer diagnosis and then they come to the hospital, which then provides them with what is often a devastatingly toxic drug or pharmaceutical or chemotherapy to treat the cancer, which despite my beliefs and all of the supporting evidence about natural medicine and chronic disease or what you might think about it, sometimes these therapies are necessary. A toxic life sometimes requires toxic treatment. And so, after this, this so they've gone from toxic home to toxic treatment. After this, they go home to the exact same toxic life that caused the cancer. Oh, my mind melted at this realization. So much frustration and anger. And so, this is my core motivator, like just the frustration at the lack of logic in the system. And so, I became a nutritional therapist and started understanding what were the core things that we put our body through that contributed to chronic disease. And you know what? I realized that no matter the circumstances, if you're gay, you're straight, if you're a business owner, if you're first class, if you're an old person, if you're a uni student, if you're virtually anything, everybody eats, right? They And most of society, at least in the Western world, we're lucky enough to be able to eat two to six times or more every single day for their entire lives. (laughs) They eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and we're just told all of these things about get food in, get food in. And so, you know, food is delicious and fun and amazing. And intermittent fasting and water fasting is not about not enjoying your food and not having the good stuff. But for the most part, what we are eating in our lives is literally killing almost the entire population in some way. Cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart disease, dementia, the list goes on and on. And one of the most common factors in the development of those chronic diseases is that the person, the individual has had a poor diet for almost their entire life. For decades and decades and decades, they've been eating like a shit, (laughs) right? So, For me, after becoming acquainted and educated with food, and I mean the good, the bad, and the ugly, I also learned about the massive number of benefits that can happen when our body has a holiday from food. At the hospital, uh, on the ward and in the clinic and uh, in research, we call it a drug holiday when a patient has a few weeks off, uh, a few weeks or months off drug. But I discovered that a food holiday is actually a super good thing as well. (laughs) Despite the bullshit marketing you and I have been fed about eating six times a day or keeping your metabolism up. And so, here entered intermittent fasting, which is a way to give our gastrointestinal tract and our body just a little holiday, just a little break. And water fasting obviously makes that break a little longer, but we're talking about intermittent fasting today. And so, I not only practice these myself, but I now coach and consult clients to add this into their daily life in a way that provides them with the functional outcomes that they seek, which is often energy, focus, productivity. They want to feel better in the clothes that they wear. They want to fit into other clothes. They you know, want to like the person that stares back at them in the mirror, you know, and they just want to feel comfortable in their own body and t- together and able to manage their emotions and not have brain 
brain fog, like these types of functional benefits. And so today I want to talk to you about some of the benefits intermittent fasting provides. All of the ones I'm going to talk about today are reported by my clients that I've worked with and the results they've experienced and achieved going through my online programs. So you ready? I have five ready to go, hot off the press, okay? So there's a lot of information here, so I'm going to try and punch through it all. But ready? Go. <laughs> so, number one's pretty obvious and the most talked about. It's fat burning. So, how does it provide fat burning for us? So, fat burning obviously leads to body composition changes. And obviously, when our body is carrying less fat, assuming, of course, we're talking about somebody with excess body fat, then we're obviously starting to feel lighter, more energetic. Our body isn't, you know, so burdened by this stored food energy or the warehouse of stored food energy that we're carrying on our body. And so, the burning fat is one of the best benefits. And the reason we burn fat when we're intermittent fasting is because you might have heard of this thing called uh, keto or burning, uh, being in ketosis or burning ketones as fuel. And a lot of people think that keto is just, you know, like intermittent fasting, it's just the latest fad to hit Instagram. But it's not. Keto has been used for over 100 years in the medical industry. It's not really used anymore because they push pharmaceuticals now, but dietary intervention being the keto diet has been used for a long time. But fat burning is the benefit of intermittent fasting because it allows our body, when we're in that fasting window, the idea is that we progressively move that fasting window out and out a little bit longer each day, a little bit longer until we reach a point where in the fasting window... Our body uses all the glucose that's available in our body in, um, in our bloodstream and it uses it all up. And so, then it gets to a point where the body is forced to use fat as fuel. The problem with people that eat all day, every day, and this may be you, you might be able to relate to this, is that you don't go long enough to ever get into fat burning. You don't actually burn the sugar and carbs that you've eaten in your belly as well as what's running around in your blood before. You don't actually deplete those stores until you're putting the meal in the very next day. Breakfast at 6 a.m., you know, you had dinner at 9 p.m. the night before. There's just not enough time for your body to burn through the glucose to, to then say, oh, great, we've, we've used all the really fast, quick available energy. Now we're going to go over here and burn the fat. Now, because we don't get into that state, we end up in a situation where we just accumulate fat, whereas intermittent fasting allows you to access those fat stores, if only for an hour or two each day. It's usually more than is currently available to you now. And the beautiful thing is too that burning fat is a cleaner fuel source. And what do I mean by that? So, I want you to think about the metabolism um, and what's going on in your mitochondria, which is the essentially, think of your mitochondria as the battery of your cell. It, it produces the energy. So, But think about it like a car in the sense you put fuel in, you drive, you go from point A to point B and there's fumes that come out the exhaust pipe. So, with metabolism, there is fumes that come out the exhaust pipe and they're called free radicals. But when we burn sugar and carbs or glucose, there's there's and I'm, this is an arbitrary figure just to explain this to you, but there's 10 fumes that come out the exhaust pipe. When we burn ketones as a fuel source, there's only five right? So, it's a cleaner fuel source. And free radicals, this, these fumes that come out the exhaust pipe, just like cars that damage, you know, they damage the environment, these fumes, these free radicals that come out of metabolism, they're damaging to the cell and they cause inflammation. So, when we're burning fat, we're producing less free radicals and therefore, inflammation is being triggered to a less degree. 
as well, with fat burning, we get more bang for your buck, right? You, when you burn fat, you get a longer, consistent burn. Whereas glucose, sugar is a fast fuel source. Carbs are very fast. We burn them very quickly. So, the idea of introducing an intermittent fasting ratio is allowing you to step into a little bit of keto. Now, you, a lot of people say you're either keto or you're not. Um, the truth is that you're always burning fat and sugar or fat and uh, ketones and glucose, but the ratio is heavily, 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 heavily in favor of glucose. There's always a tiny bit of fat in there, but it's heavily in favor of glucose. And it, it can take some people weeks and weeks and weeks before they actually move the needle enough to get finally bend that uh, or shift that ratio in favor of burning ketones as fuel. It takes time to develop what's called metabolic flexibility going between fat and glucose, bouncing between the two. But once you've developed it, you will really start to reap the benefits. So, the other interesting thing is that fat, a lot of people, and they used to teach this um, in universities and whatnot, they believe that fat was essentially just being lost as burnt energy, which was heating the body, right? But fat is actually lost mainly in your breath. 80% is breathed out as carbon dioxide and 20% of that fat burning is gone in water, right? So, 20% of it's through sweat, through going to the toilet, through you know your body utilizing the water in different ways in the body. So, the idea is that if you can get into if you can push that needle over into fat burning, into ketone burning, uh, as opposed to glucose being the major fuel source, then you allow this fat burning to happen, which then, you know, you can do breathing exercises to facilitate breathing it out. You can go to the gym, so deeper breathing. You can burn that energy and sweat as well. So, you can start shifting through your breath and through the water. You can start shifting that fat out of the body. All right, that's number one. Number two, more energy. We love more energy. All of these things that I'm mentioning today contribute to more uh, getting more energy and they're all intertwined. All five of these things are intertwined with one another. So, more energy. How do we get more energy? So, remember I mentioned the mitochondria of the cell. So, it's like the battery of the cell. It's how you energize the cell, the body, right? And you've got some cells have heaps of these, some cells have a low number, but they're all over the joint, the mitochondria, and they're wonderful things. But when we have a fasting window each day, we start to increase the time that our body actually is able to recycle mitochondria. And not only that, but there's a thing called mitogenesis. And when we go into, when we start using intermittent fasting correctly, our body starts producing more mitochondria. So, therefore, that's the battery of the cell, right? That's the energy source of the cell. So, producing more of them is fucking awesome because <laughs> we get more energy, literally. The other interesting thing is on the, so, mitogenesis is the production of mitochondria. There's also what they call mitophagy. Mitophagy is, so, Autophagy and mitophagy, I'll do an entire podcast on, on these alone. So, I'm going to try and quickly give you a summarized version. But the idea is that when we're not eating, mTOR, which is a, a signaling molecule for the intermittent fasting nerds out there, mTOR decreases. And this allows kinase, AMPK, to increase and that facilitates autophagy. And what autophagy is or mitophagy is, it's the destruction of the mitochondria the, or any cell in the body really. It's the destruction of old, worn out, tired cells that need to be recycled. Like 
you know, mitochondria that aren't working properly. And literally the um, cell or the autophagosome will, will circle around the, the, this particular part of the cell or this particular mitochondria and it will essentially digest it and it'll spit out the original amino acids that particular part of the cell was built with and then rebuild new parts with that cell. So this is how we get more energy by literally eliminating the dysfunctional ones and then therefore using the constituents to build more functional parts of the cell, which contributes again to more energy because we're not wasting it in the shitty mitochondria that are broken and we use it to build other parts of the cell or mitochondria but through mitogenesis that are actually new, fresh and functioning. It's amazing. And as I mentioned with the mTOR as well, during the fasting window, mTOR goes down. So mTOR is, when mTOR is high, right, this particular signaling molecule, it, it means that, you know, uh, growth is happening in the body. The cells are proliferating, you know, cellular function is happening at a good rate. Apoptosis is being stimulated. There's all of these different mechanisms that mTOR facilitates. But that happens when in the presence of nutrients and in the presence of signaling hormones. So when we have the absence of nutrients in our fasting window, the opposite happens, right? So we go from growth and cellular pr- proliferation to the autophagy, which is breaking down those uh, dysfunctional parts of the cell and rebuilding, right? So this this ba- balance between mTOR going up and M- mTOR going down is a very important fluctuation. But remember, most people eat too much every day and for too many hours of the day. So mTOR for them never goes down, meaning they never initiate the recycle mechanism in their body. Like it's always happening. All of these things are almost always happening, but to a very low level. But once once we extend the fasting window, we can actually start to reap the benefits of this. And of course, when you let your body go into this autophagy state, it actually cleans things up. And guess what? It's like when you clean your bedroom. Literally, your head is more clear. Your your life just works better. And it's exactly the same with your energy levels. When you clear up the bullshit in your cells, the cells start working better and therefore you have more energy. All right, number three. I love number three because it's just... It's actually the most common result that I've seen with my clients that go through my eight-week online coaching program. So, mental stability, and I'm going to... There's a few th- a few words in here that people use, so I'll say them all. So, mental stability and improved cognition or mental clarity, or this is, the, this is how most people frame it, the reduction or elimination of brain fog, right? Brain fog, but you know, you're just being unclear and unable to really focus and just like... Almost like you're wearing beer goggles to some degree for some people, and I've definitely been there myself back in my high sugar and high carb days when I used to think breakfast was the most important meal of the day. That's that's another podcast. Anyway, so picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. 
So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Mental stability, how does this happen? Again, remember the autophagy thing I just mentioned and the, the recycling. So, when you have uh, that window, you allow the body to clear out you know, some of the bullshit. And remember as well, in the fat burning thing, we've allowed the needle to move a little more in favor of burning ketones or burning fat, which means we have reduced inflammation. So, inflammation is not good for the brain and many people that have been on processed and refined sugar and carb diets for a long time have a damaged hippocampus and the hippocampus is in your brain, which is responsible for the receipt of messages from your gut, also messages from your fat cells and also responsible for memory and a bunch of other tasks as well. But the point here is, is that when you have high inflammation and you've been on a high sugar and high carb diet for a long time, your hippocampus and multiple parts of your brain are damaged. They're they're crowded with inflammation and they're, they're swollen and swelling and, and they're not able to function correctly, which leads to incorrect behaviors and incorrect function within your brain. And so, this is one major cause of uh, brain fog, right? And the other interesting thing is that when we extend the fasting window, and keep in mind, when I say extend, I don't mean anything extreme. I simply mean that most people, most people are, are like 10 hours, 12 maybe, that they're actually fasting each day. When we want to actually try and get to 16 as the base level for, for starting to see some of these results, right? You, you'll see results for every 30-minute increment that you push the window out because of where your baseline is and everyone's baseline's different, but you've got to start making this progression towards 16. And depending on your life, it de- your, your needs are individual and your history is individual. So, it's very important that you work with somebody that understands the difference that you have as an individual. Now, the other thing is that with the mental stability is that as the fasting window is improved and and as well the diet clean cleaned up, BDNF alpha is boosted and that's brain-derived neurotrophic factor and it's referred to as the miracle grow for your brain which promotes the production of new brain cells and provides a neuroprotective effect for the brain, for the parts of the brain that are there, right? It starts to protect it from free radical damage and the inflammation that the diet that I mentioned can cause and the lifestyle, right? And this leads, of course, if we're fixing those things up in the brain, this naturally leads to a memory enhancement and mood. And the BDNF alpha has been showed to be boosted between 50 to 400%. So, it's absolutely massive. And of course, I just said it promotes the production of new brain cells, which is called neurogenesis. And that is also connected with anti-aging benefits. Of course, who doesn't want anti-aging and longevity benefits? I can do a whole podcast on uh, fasting and longevity as well at a later date. Um, And again, remember, this is a cleaner fuel source. We're trying to reduce the inflammation in the brain. So, when we're burning fat and the more that we push towards that keto, uh, that burning ketones as fuel, um, and this is is not glucose shaming, by the way. This is not sugar and carb or insulin shaming. They're all useful in the right way. It's just learning how to use them for the optimization of your body, um, that the, burning this cleaner fuel source, of course, naturally reduces the inflammation in your brain. And uh, the mitogenesis that I mentioned before is the same in your brain, the same benefits in your brain. It gives your brain an energy boost. The mitophagy clears out the old crappy ones in your brain. And it's, it's exactly the same. So, you can see how these are all intertwined. 
Next one, improved sleep. So this is an interesting one that most people just don't expect to happen because they're focused on diet and nutrition. They don't think about the other factors of their life. And the truth is that all of these things contribute to our health. So improved sleep. Why? Because as we start to reduce the size of the feeding window, which is great because it means we go to bed with a reduced digestive load and ideally no real digestive load, as in it's at least passed out of our stomach and into our intestines. So instead of going to bed and then lying down, so the wrong way, where we're lying down, which slows everything down and throws it out of whack, we don't actually have food in our stomach whilst we're lying down. And Remember, your gut holds most of your immune system. So, when you actually clear the gut, your immune functions are meant to happen predominantly. They happen all the time, but predominantly they happen at night. And particularly your fat burning as well. Your fat burning particularly happens in your deep sleep cycles at night. So, if you don't have good sleep, if you don't have enough sleep, you're not going to burn fat and your immune system's not going to work very well, especially if you have loaded it up with food. So, if you go to bed and you've loaded up your gut with food and then you wake up the next day... Instead of having, say you actually did get eight hours in this particular night and genetically, it's very difficult for anyone to, uh, to actually survive successfully or not have any kind of uh, physical or mental deficit in any less than seven hours sleep. No matter how much you, you think it's awesome that you can sleep five hours a night, I can guarantee that you have IQ and physical and mental function deficits that you're unaware of. It's just very, very difficult for anyone to be able to achieve that. Um, unfortunately, that's studied and prove, proven. But... um. The point here is that when you uh, actually go to bed, if you have a full stomach, you might be digesting for four to six hours of your eight-hour sleep and then your immune functions might only happen in one or two when you should be having immune functions happening successfully as required all night and your body not being distracted with having to be like, oh, we can't look after this guy's immune immunity to the surrounding environment we have to actually digest this food and the digestion happens slower and it's poorer and therefore fat storage is increased as well because you're not meant to be digesting food in your gut when you're asleep that's meant to be empty so your immune system can work and that instead of your insulin being spiked or your fat storage hormones being spiked it should be the other way around <laughs> you want to have good deep sleep because you want that fat to be pulled out of those stores and burnt, right? So, the other thing is you wake up more energized because your body didn't have to do so much unnecessary work that it was not meant to do while you were asleep. And as well, improving your deep sleep cycles and getting enough sleep helps reduce the risk of dementia and Alzheimer's, right? So, which is so common now, so common. And you don't actually notice the onset of dementia or Alzheimer's for seven, it's like up to seven years before you actually see a physical representation, seven to 10 years. So, we need to start working on these things now before they happen because if they start showing signs, we're already further down the rabbit hole than we want to be. So, these are things that help you get more energy when you wake up because you had improved sleep, right? And that's because you're not work doing a, you know, going through this massive digestive load in your sleep. The next one, HGH stimulus. What is that? Human growth hormone is stimulated. So, you're probably thinking human growth hormone, that's bodybuilders and injecting needles into their arm. <laughs> and, and well, it could be. You can actually inject human growth uh, hormone, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about all humans and their natural human growth hormone. So, human growth hormone is essential for muscle repair. It's essential for building the body up. It's essential for cognition, just so many different things. And the beauty is that in the fasting window, human growth hormone goes up 
up, 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 up. And so we give the body time to use this hormone, which we're regularly suppressing because we eat too much and we eat too many sugars and we eat too many carbs and, and that spikes insulin. And when insulin goes up, human growth hormone goes down. They have an inverse relationship. And so, when we fast, again, this clears the system for enough time that insulin goes down. Remember, inverse relationship. So, human growth hormone goes up and we have all these massive benefits. And our body can't repair or can't build muscle or it can't have all these great effects if human growth hormone is on the floor all the day because we've all day because we've been saying, oh, no, food's the thing that gives us energy. Food's the thing that makes us work. Well, yeah, that's only half of the story, right? Intermittent fasting or what happens when you are in the fasting window is the other half of the story. And so, we need to leverage that by boosting human growth hormone. And interestingly, this is tying in with the sleep thing, is that human growth hormone actually spikes between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m., right? So, if your sleep is dysregulated or you're up too late at night on a regular basis or you don't get enough or you actually go to bed super late, then you're actually totally sabotaging the peak period for human growth hormone, right? That That's when it spikes anyway, let alone if you're actually on an empty stomach sleeping, you're in an intermittent fasting schedule, which is allowing a little bit of autophagy and allowing you to move the needle over into that fat burning. And remember, when I say sugar and carbs stimulate insulin, which puts human growth hormone down, ketones and, burn, and eating a high fat or low carb, high fat diet and protein and moderate, moderate protein diet means that insulin doesn't really go up on that type of diet. So, therefore, human growth hormone can stay at healthy levels during the day. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying human growth hormone always should be high. All of these, all of these foods and all of these hormones have their place. The problem is, is the diet and lifestyle that is common nowadays actually is massively detrimental to the ratios in which these hormones and parts of the body present themselves. And we need to set up a situation where we can actually facilitate and leverage the positive impacts of this stuff in a Western world that is so bloody toxic to us, right? (laughs) So, that's the five, right? So, fat burning, boosting your energy levels, uh, uh, reducing, eliminating brain fog, improving your sleep and human growth hormone stimulus, which essentially facilitates the previous four. So, you know, all my clients have experienced this on some level and these are really common outcomes from anyone that's experienced it. But the important thing is they're only outcomes that from people that have worked with someone that they actually trust and understand and that knows the science. Because I know lots of people that have come to me that say, I tried that and it went poorly. And it's because that person didn't know what to do or they were given the wrong information or they took a little bit from this YouTuber or they took a little bit from that podcast and they tried to mash it together and didn't have somebody keeping them accountable and, and guiding them through the process. And so, and so now you know that so many benefits can come from intermittent fasting. And I know this from reading the research. I know this from my own personal experience and from watching the growth of my clients. Let me ask you this. Do you want to feel better? Do you want to be happy inside your own skin, sleep better, think better, perform better in your work and in your everyday life? If the answer is yes, then I have an offer to share with you that ends on the 7th of April at midnight. I want to offer you a 30% discount for you to be able to access the very next intake of my online group coaching program called The Ultimate Energy Upgrade. And I want to provide this to you as a thank you gift for being a listener of the show. Maybe you're currently experiencing brain fog yourself, poor mental function, and you get to your desk each day and you just can't focus on anything. And you've been telling yourself for years, oh, I need to sort this out. And you just haven't got around to it yet. Or you put your clothes on and you just feel like shit because it all doesn't 
fit right and it all just doesn't sit like it used to or feels it just doesn't feel like like it's you anymore you're just like this isn't me like I, I i can be a better version of myself these are the exact challenges that every one of my clients i've worked with has had at some point or as a voice to me. And the ultimate energy upgrade is designed to progressively address these problems using intermittent fasting and the introduction of high-end whole real food nutrition. I know you may be thinking, oh, another eight-week diet that I'll be starved through and miss all of my favorite things. And the whole time I'll just be waiting for week nine to roll around so I can finally have the chocolate that's been smack talking me since day one. (laughs) So I totally get how you feel because throughout my research and learning about nutrition and medicine and experimentation with these things myself, I learned that in fact, most people fail for two big reasons. And this is in any modality of health. One, they're not given the tools to manage or upgrade their mindset. And two, Most health interventions focus on restriction and deprivation, which are factors that drive me insane because it essentially sets people up to fail. And it angers me that people are thrown information but not given the tools to actually apply it. (laughs) It drives me nuts. So the point is, is that with my program, you can breathe easy for this eight weeks because the first two weeks are solely on mindset, no food or intermittent fasting talk at all, mindset only. And I have no rules about what you cannot eat either. We don't sit down and I don't give you a list and say, cut all of these things out. It's not a part of this program. Deprivation leads to binge every single time. And so that is not how we do things at all. We implement change with a method that I call one tweak a week so that we can safely and healthily progress towards making sustainable lifestyle change supported by a growth mindset so that you are set up for long-term success to maintain what you've achieved in the program and have the tools to continue making small tweaks far beyond the eight weeks within the group. So, if you're ready to say goodbye to the old you to finally make your health a priority and improve your sleep, fit into the clothes you want to and wake up each day with a clear head and boost your energy levels through the roof, then I would love to work with you. And if that's you and you'd like to take advantage of this exclusive offer, please head to the show notes below this episode and click on the discovery call booking link. That will take you to a calendar that allows you to book in a 30-minute call with me and we will organize to get you started. I can answer any questions you might have and you can begin progressing towards your goal. Remember, this exclusive 30% discount offer ends on the 7th of April 2020. So be sure to book in before that date. Oh, and be sure to provide the code word. (laughs) There's a code that you need to provide me, which is ultimate 30. That's what you need, ultimate 30. And that will give you access to the 30% discount on the April intake of the Ultimate Energy Upgrade Group Coaching Program. All right. I hope you got something out of this episode. I hope you loved it. That wraps it up for another week and I look forward to seeing you again really soon. Next week's guest is a mainstream Australian and international celebrity. So, I'm super excited to share that with you. My interview with Pete Evans, Paleo Pete, episode number 68 next week is dropping and I'm really excited to share that with you. So, looking forward to catching you on that episode and also chatting with you on the discovery call. Link is below for that. Remember, Ultimate 30, I will catch you really soon. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.